With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. This year, I am doing IGTV episodes with friends, family, fellow authors, and podcasters. But I am dedicating this podcast, the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, to 9-11 families. On this 20th anniversary year, I am reserving this space for anyone in the 9-11 community who would like to share their story of signs. Thank you so much for listening. This episode, I am so grateful to Susan Kramer Kinney for sharing her brother Chris with us. He loved Jimmy Buffett traveling and just having a good time. Susan shares stories of how the number 22 came to be Chris's sign for her, as well as signs involving unusual weather and a dream where Chris couldn't wait to share some big news. Susan Kramer Kinney, thank you so much for doing this. I learned about your story and about your brother, Chris, through Bonnie McEnany's book, uh, Messages, and we connected on social media. So I can't thank you enough. And as I was going through your story, I was trying to count the brothers. So I have Chris, (laughs) Walter, Mark, Keith. Was it five of you? There were five of us. Yes. Chris was the middle child. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Of course, of course. Thank you. So it's so interesting, um, you know, like the, this book was written 10 years ago, so I can only, and the signs are so great and I can't wait to chat about them, but I can also only imagine how many more there have been probably. Oh, many, many, many. Yeah. And even uh, Chris sometimes comes through in, in a dream or two, not too often, yeah. but the last one I had of him was so vivid. So. Oh. Yeah, we have to talk about that. Yes. You had two brothers who actually worked in the World Trade Center and a sister-in-law? Yes, I did. I did. Um, Yes. uh, Walter got the job first at Fiduciary Trust. And then years later, uh, Chris was looking for a job. And Walter said, well, come on in. I'll have you interview. And, of course, Chris got the job. (laughs) And that's where he met his wife, Annie, um, at work. And, um, yeah, so I had potentially could have had you know, my other brother in the building that day, Walter was late for work that day and he is never late for work. Wow. So, you know, I sometimes do believe if it's not your time, it's not your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. So, so that day Chris was at work and his wife, Annie was there as well. And yes. mm-hmm. Walter, who's never late for work, just happened to be late that day. He was wow. late. He was um, coming up the subway and he saw the, the first plane hit. So, wow. you know, he he feels sometimes he has a little bit of that survivor guilt because yeah. he wasn't there. Yeah, but, you know, God, sure. God spared him that day. Yeah, you know? yeah. I always think, you know, right, like I, when it's your time, it's your time. And, and sometimes people will say, like, why was I the lucky one? Like, why did I, like, what did I do that was so good that I got to exactly. leave? And sometimes mm-hmm. the answer is like, nothing you just have more to learn here <laughs> like don't <Exactly>. think that <laughs> I, i'm i'm yeah. a firm believer that you have a date when you're born and there's a mm. date waiting for you i really do believe mm-hmm. that and yep. it wasn't walter's day 
When did you start noticing the number 22? Well, the number 22, we sold a piece of property in Jackson and we netted Mm 22,000. And then all of a sudden, you know, 9-11 hit. And ever since that day, the number 22 kept presenting itself to me. Like we opened up a bank account. The number 22 was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband got a life insurance policy. 22 <laughs> was in that number too. Um, wow. Got on a plane. I was in seat 22. It was just, it just kept following me and I couldn't figure out what was going on. The Bruce and Springsteen then, concert, row 22. Yeah, yes, yeah. that was the, the Springsteen concert. But that was like maybe a year and a half later mm-hmm. or so. My mother and I did a, a reading over the phone with a psychic and she was spot on about a lot of things about Chris. But mm-hmm. the one thing she said, because mom, mom was on one end, I was on the other she said, does the number 22 mean anything to the, either of you? And my mother said, no. And I said, oh, my gosh. I said, yes, <laughs> this number is following me everywhere. And she said, well, I just want you to know, every time you see the number 22, it's your brother Chris letting you know that he's with you. Aww. And since that day, it has been so true because 22, it's everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Whether it's, you know, I'm in uh, seat 22 on a plane or gate. When I went to Vegas with my friends, we were at gate 22. And recently I was thinking of another time my husband took me to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. And what section were we in? Two, two, two. <laughs> I mean, I even took a picture of, of it because it's like <laughs> of, of Madison Square Garden because it's, right. so, it's so huge. So I always feel like Chris is traveling with me. Wherever I go, I swear, yeah. he's, he's telling me I'm coming, I'm on board. He loves to travel. Yes. The picture in the book is he looks like he's in a, on a boat or his hair is wet. It kind of looks like he's like... Yep. He was he was actually sitting in, he was sitting in a pool. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, he might have been on, that might have been the trip to Cayman because he was there with my mom and my I think my brother Mark was there as well. And I that was oh, one of my biggest regrets. I really never got to travel with Chris because when he traveled, you know, of course he didn't have any kids and I had three. And I always thought there was going to be time for me to go on one of these great Caribbean mm-hmm. trips with him, but unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way. But I think with the number 22, when I'm traveling now, I swear he jumps on board and he's like, okay, let's go. You describe him as a weather buff. So he was born on Christmas Eve during a snowstorm. And that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he loved weather. And I love the story of being out on the boat shortly after that. Right. Well, he was born in, in a snowstorm and he did. He loved the weather. He followed like hurricanes, especially like, you know, good, good storms with thundering and lightning and wind. And we went down to Key West, the whole family, and we chartered a boat because New York had given us some ashes from the World Mm -hmm. Trade Center. And we decided where else to take them but to Key West because my brother adored Key West. Mm -hmm. So we went down and we chartered a boat. And just before we were going to go on the boat, we were in Mallory Square at a little tiki bar. It only could fit maybe 12, 15 people. And the sun was blazing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere... This storm, this black cloud moved right over us. The wind whipped up. It started pouring. The bartender put down the flaps because everybody was getting wet. It was thunder and lightning. And we, we all looked at each other like, <laughs> Chris is here. He has yeah. blown in and he's letting us know he's coming with us on that boat because he loved to fish. He loved boats. As fast as it moved in, it, it blew out. The sun came back out, the bartender rang the bell, and it said a round of drinks for everybody. And if Chris was there, that's exactly what he would have done. You know, yeah. bought everybody a round of drinks. He was that uh, kind of guy. He was chilled. nothing but fun. It's so great how, how, you know, you were all kind of looking at each other, saying, like, 
you know, this is definitely Chris. And then when the bartender said that, I feel like that was the confirmation. Like, yeah, like absolutely. he's so here. Oh, absolutely. Because Chris, yeah. he was a character. I mean, he would go, you know, being on LBI, there was a certain, you know, bar we used to always, you know, go to. And yeah. I would come in. He would be buying everybody at the bar <laughs> around the drink. And he would buy lottery tickets for everybody. And everybody oh. would be scratching off tickets. I mean, he just loved life. Everybody That's loved sweet. him. He was just so much fun. Oh, so much sweet. fun. He was the middle child. I feel like sometimes the middle kid, like, is always, um, they get the good from, like, be, from being older and from being younger. Yep, yep. He was, you know, he was the middle, but I'll tell you, he was everybody's favorite. Nobody made, a move, nobody made a move without talking to Chris, like, well, are you going? What time are you going to get there? Like, everybody wanted to make sure Chris was going to be there. Oh, you know, sweet. he just was such a, oh, so, so much fun. I'm not surprised he was a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. Oh, big Jimmy. Yeah, he used to read the Jimmy Buffett books, and he would say, Jimmy Buffett has changed my life. And he got us all very interested in Jimmy Buffett, and now we go to concerts all the time. I hear Jimmy Buffett playing. Sometimes, you know, I'll be at a random place, and all of a sudden, it'll come on. And I just feel like when I hear it, I feel like Chris is sending me, you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. One time, we were, my brother, my older brother, Walter, had a house in the Outer Banks, and when we went over the, the bridge to leave New Jersey, Buffett came on. And then coming back, the minute we hit that bridge, Buffett came on again. And oh. I, was like, I was like, okay, Chris, you just told me you came and you came back with me. I mean, yeah. it, it, because it's just so odd that it would happen at the same time, yes. at almost the same place. Um, so I do yeah. really believe in that sign of 22, that he's always letting me know he's there, or through music, oh, through Jimmy Buffett. And my family feels the same way. Yeah. So it gives us some comfort. Your brother Keith got married in Vegas, and you, I love this story of how you were at the Bellagio Hotel, and they, the song that came on was A Time to Say Goodbye, and then you went back a few years later, and that mm -hmm. song came on again, and then it yep. was followed by Margaritaville. Yep, when we first were at the fountain, it was a Pacelli song, which we didn't know, mm -hmm. and somebody told us what it meant, which, you know, it was hard to hear mm -hmm. those words, you know, A Time mm -hmm. to Say Goodbye. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, the fountains were beautiful and we took that all in. And yeah, years later, I went back to Vegas and sure enough, we were at a little bar in the hotel that overlooked the fountain. We sat down, we ordered a drink and no sooner had I gotten the drink, that song came on, a time to say goodbye. And I was oh like, oh, okay, this is all right, Chris, you're in Vegas with me. <laughs> and then the fountain, sometimes they go off and they like take a half hour break and then they piped in the music in the bar. And what came on was Jimmy Buffett. So it was like back to back confirmation <laughs> yes. that he was there with me. Mm -hmm. yes, and, and when that was the trip, when I went to Vegas, I was at gate 22 too. So Yeah, I love it. It's so perfect. <laughs> it's so interesting. Like it would upset me to hear a time to say goodbye. I would think like, no, I'll never say goodbye. I, you know, that's very, I think that would be very hard. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes not necessarily a goodbye. It's like a kind of an acceptance. Like you never right. have to say goodbye. Right. You just have to accept. Yeah. He's always around in his own yeah. way. He's always around. And you had, so you've had very vivid dreams. We talk a lot on the show about, um, you know, like the difference between a dream and a visit. And a dream is kind of like that underwater feeling and it's not tactile. But when it's a visit, it's exactly like what you said. Very vivid, very real, very like, um, like tactile, I think is the best way to describe it. And it yeah. sounds like it was a visit, visits for sure. Yes, I had a dream. Uh, my daughter, um, my oldest daughter, Caitlin, was expecting a baby, and we didn't oh. find out, you know, at this point what the baby was going to be. So I went to bed, had a dream, 
And I didn't dream often of Chris because I always think he's too busy having a good time wherever <laughs> he is up in heaven. Honestly, because he doesn't come yeah. to me in my dreams very yeah. often. But this particular night, he came to me and he was standing in front of me. And then almost like that show, uh, the not the Price is Right, uh, Let's Make a Deal. He like yeah. stepped aside and he waved his arm for me to look. And when I looked, it was my mother sitting in a rocking chair holding oh. a baby girl. Oh, and I said the next morning, because it was so vivid, I will never forget that dream. I woke up yeah. and I said, it's a girl. Chris, Chrissy just told me Caitlin's having a girl. And I was adamant. And sure enough, she had a girl. Oh. So he was just, Chris didn't like to keep, you know, like surprised. Yeah. He had to be the first one to tell you. So I do believe that that was his way of saying, I had to tell you, I had to tell you, you're having a granddaughter. Oh, and absolutely. Oh. It was a blessing, that dream. It really was. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Oh, that's incredible. And it it was so real. And it was him as an adult. Well, sometimes when I do dream about him, he's a little boy and we're playing, Mm -hmm. you know, back in Hoboken where we grew up. But no, this one was a message. Did you call your daughter right away? I probably called my mom first to tell her I had this dream and um, how vivid it was and just how great it was just to see Chris. Because like I said, he doesn't come in my dreams too often because I do believe mm. he's out there at a party. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing something more important. But yeah. that dream, that dream was definitely a sign and a message to me because he just couldn't keep a secret. Yeah. How yeah. long after did you find out that it it's going to be a girl? Um, I would say a couple of months later, Caitlin, she didn't find out right away. So they did the gender reveal. Yeah. And that was, I think in September or October. So it was a good, like, two months later. Oh, wow. You know, that, that we found out it was a girl. But, you yeah. know, again, that whole time leading up to that, nobody could change my mind. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so at the reveal party, you must have been like, I knew it. Like, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> Chris <told> Absolutely. Me. <laughs> Absolutely. He was a traveler, and he loved the weather, like we said. We have a bench over on LBI in uh, Ship Bottom. Mm-hmm with a bench with all plaques on it and it is bolted down with a chain. Okay. So (laughs) Hurricane Sandy comes. Oh my God. The only bench, the only bench in the park that gets washed away was Chris's. We we were like, this, this makes sense. He, Uh a good storm was coming and he wanted to be a part of it. So the bench, the bench went missing and, you know, we were heartbroken over the bench, but we could just Mm -hmm. say, oh my God, that is so much Chris, you know, he just had to be a part of the storm. And I would say a couple of months later, a fisherman was fishing and he saw a bench on one of those little outer islands that are in the bay. And he went over to it and it was Chris's bench. And he read all the plaques, and he was like, there's no way I can leave this bench behind. And he said, he he was all by himself, and somehow he got Chris's bench onto his boat. He then brought it home to his house and put it on Facebook. And somebody on Facebook recognized the name and the bench who knew my sister-in-law, Michelle, and we got the bench back. It was it was a big deal. Even the local news station here, they came and interviewed us and we went, you know, all through the little scenario about why Chris loves storms and the bench went. It was just so crispy. Oh. Yes. And yeah. So oh, that's that incredible. Was, it was. It was a miracle we got it back too. But yeah. It was wow. so typical. <laughs> yeah, all of these stories like just sound like I mean, I obviously didn't know him, but I feel like I they just sound like him. He was Let's just see. a a great guy he he worked yeah. hard but he played hard too on the weekend he loved to have his his fun time and, yeah. and he shared a lot of his time with the family like we're big on family 
So like mm-hmm. I felt like my brother Mark and, and Chris and I sometimes were like the three musketeers. You know, we, we did a lot together. You know, I was married. I had three kids. My phone would ring on a Saturday night at like 8.39 and he'd, he'd say, all right, get ready. And I'm like, what do you mean get ready? He goes, I'm coming down. I got a limo. I'm coming down. I'll be there in an hour. Be ready. And sure enough, an hour later, a stretched limousine would stop at my house. The two of us would go out and have a really good time. He was just that kind of person. You know, he's so missed. Everybody misses him so much. Uh, I'm grateful my children, you know, got to know my brother. We talk about Chris and we keep him alive. And just by doing mm-hmm. this podcast, I feel, you know, I'm so grateful that you let me come on because I feel it keeps Chris in the, in the present. What do your you know? children remember of him? He was yeah. just like the great uncle Chrissy would come down and bring like magic mm-hmm. tricks and show them how to do stuff like that. And he <laughs> just, he loved the kids. And I remember one Christmas Eve, he stayed with us until like two in the morning putting together <laughs> toys and, and all kinds of stuff and he just, yeah. you know, he loved all that. He loved family. My youngest daughter, Megan, just got engaged over Memorial Day weekend. And um, her fiancé, Shane, did take her over to the park where the bench is. And it was a, it was not a great Memorial Day weekend weather-wise. Mm-hmm. But he, they went over there and he proposed under the gazebo. And Megan said the minute they got there, the wind really whipped up and it started <laughs> even raining harder. And, and she felt my brother's presence there be- oh. because of the weather change. I mean, yeah. it was raining, but all of a sudden she said, Mom, the wind just started whipping up and my hair was flying crazy. And I said, that's because Uncle Chrissy was letting you know. <laughs> he approves one thing and yes. he was there. I feel like so grateful to hear these stories about him because I feel like I got to know him and man, he's fun. He's a fun guy. He was fun. I mean, I do have one more funny story if you want me yeah. to tell it. Yeah, please. Okay, this is a long time ago. Um, Caitlin was about three, and my son Max was like maybe eight months. And my husband and I decided to go out to dinner to a local, like an Irish pub. And we sat down at the booth. We had dinner, and I got up to go to the ladies' room. And I'm in the in the bathroom, and there's there, a girl in there going on and on about somebody at the bar won the lottery, and they're from Freehold. <laughs> We're you know because we moved to Freehold after Hoboken, and and I said really, I said I'm from Freehold. There's someone at the bar who won the lottery, and she said yes. And I said <laughs> oh, I said please take me over. I want to meet this person. Maybe I know them. So she takes me over around the bar, and who is it? But my brother Chris. <laughs> me I looked at him he had Jackie Gleason eyes his eyes blew up and he just started laughing hysterical and of course I played along with it you know I was laughing and again he bought the whole bar around the drinks he was just fun he loved to oh, have fun and a good time he didn't really win the lottery he just like said no <laughs> no he was just he was there with his friends having a good time running like That's a funny game and he was, but it was just so funny that I happened to go into the ladies room and she's talking about this boy at the bar winning the lottery and, and it turned oh out to be Chris and oh I never, he, yeah, he was, he was just so much fun and he had that expression so like Jackie fun. Gleason, his eyes just lit up and he's like, Oh my God. And he started laughing. <laughs> But that was just a part of his character. Like I said, he worked hard during the week, but boy, on the weekends, he liked to have fun. Is there a charity or anything like you want to say, like people can donate in his name or if there's anything you want to promote? If not, it's okay. No, I mean, the only charity that I know I give to, and I, I think Chris would, would love it, would be the uh, St. Jude. I always give to St. Mm-hmm. Jude. Yeah, yeah, so does my mom. Yeah, yeah. I love St. Jude. Okay, definitely. I'll put a link. 
to, to St. Jude's. Thank you again so much. Thank you again for having me on and, and allowing me to talk about Chris. It makes me, warms my heart and it makes me feel good that he's still present today. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about this podcast, visit the Instagram page at Signs from the Other Side Pod and the Facebook group called Believers in Signs. Just search Believers in Signs on Facebook and be sure to answer the three membership questions. Thank you again for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe in Apple Podcasts and share this episode with anyone who is also interested in these types of stories. I am Fern Rone and Sweet Dreams. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.